It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
the times he calls his
Good evening, everyone. This is your call to worship for the second Saturday in February. Today is February the 8th, 2020. We welcome you to the Saturday evening worship service of Refuge from the Storm Church. I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise his works to another and shall declare his mighty acts. Again, good afternoon and welcome to all of our regular and returning listeners. And to our new listeners, we say welcome, welcome, welcome. We trust that you have had a profitable day so far, and it is an extreme delight to welcome you today to worship with us. We thank you for meeting us here again today, and this is not just any day. This is truly the day that the Lord has made, and we ask that you join us in rejoicing and being glad in it. Now today, our serving team that will serve you today will include our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, Our minister, Juanita Purdy, will deliver the preach word, and we ask that you pray for her, that the Holy Spirit will uh, help her to share everything that she's purposed in her heart and she has planned for us, and that we will have a heart to receive it. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will serve as our worship leader and lead us in our invocation and in our invitation to giving. Our invitation 
to discipleship will also be extended by Minister Juanita Purdy. Our talk show managers today will consist of Sister Helena Thompson, who is responsible for all the beautiful music that you hear, including the prelude to worship, which, um, as a matter of fact, begins about 15 minutes before worship. So if you'd like to come early and just sit and meditate on the goodness of the Lord and listen to some beautiful music, Sister Helena is responsible for that music. And our dear sister, Cheryl Miller Harvey, is our assistant talk show manager, and she's responsible for all of the operational matters concerning TalkShoe, and she's also the webmaster for the church's website. Now today we'll be led in our altar prayer by Sister Helena Thompson as well. Now let me remind you of our um, upcoming events for the week. Please join us this coming Wednesday night for our small group Bible study that will be February the 12th. And our title is God Honoring Deity. So please be with us this coming Wednesday night. Our beginning time is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. And our scripture focus will be Matthew, the sixth chapter, the first through the eighth verses. That's Matthew, the sixth chapter, the first through the eighth verses. pastor would like to extend an invitation for all listeners to join us in our early morning intercessory prayer call, prayer time. That's every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday morning, beginning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 3.30 a.m. Pacific Time. That's our early morning intercessory prayer call. And we thank those that um, joined us this morning for our monthly second Saturday prayer call. Uh, Minister Juanita would like to extend her thanks to you. Now this month for February, our prayer focus is passion, and uh, Minister Juanita has provided us that particular prayer focus, and it's passion pertaining to everything concerning God our Father. So, you know, passion is whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. All those things that you care deeply about as it pertains to the glory of the Lord whether it's your worship, your praise, your prayers, your uh, church ministry, your church service, the work of the church, your care for others, your relationship with others. Uh, We're praying for authentic passion for everything pertaining to the Lord. And also, Minister Juanita has provided us with scriptures to coincide with passion. So that's included in the newsletter, so we ask that you include those scriptures in your personal prayer time. Now, the daily prayer guide continues to be um, listed in the newsletter for each day of the week, uh, the coming week, so if you pray that particular focus for each day, you'll be praying right along with the early morning prayer team. If you need prayer during the week, 
please don't hesitate to reach out to us at the church website, that's refugefromthestormchurch.org, or our email address, refugefromstorm at aol.com, and either Pastor Millicent or Minister Juanita will return your, your um, call as soon as possible. Now remember that everyone will be muted once the worship service has begun by Sister Cheryl. And as always, that's to guard against any outside intrusions. And as a second measure, if you don't mind, please, ma'am, please, sir, if you would mute yourself, and if you have any background noise, then that will also add uh, as a guard against any, um, any, any outside intrusions to the service. We will protect the integrity of the service. So I thank you for your attention to the announcements. It's greatly appreciated. Now, if uh, you missed anything we've announced, please check the newsletter or the website. And just a reminder that if uh, you are appreciative of these ongoing Saturday worship services, please just reach out to Pastor on the website and let her know how much you appreciate it or if you are being encouraged by the services each week. Now, if all of our hearts and minds are clear, we will go further in the worship service and we'll go higher as we invite the Holy Spirit to come and uh, flow over this service and manifest his presence in this place and fill us with the desire to please God with our worship, with our praise, with our prayers, with our reading of our scripture, and with the preached word. Now, after we've had a recorded opening song, then Elder Carolyn will come and lead us through the rest of the service. And again, to our um, new listeners, we say welcome and please be blessed in worship today. We have an opening song.
Please stand by. We're having some technical difficulty. Hello? Can you hear me yet? Can anyone hear me? We can hear you now. Let me begin again. I'm sorry.
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Helena, for that song. And thank you, God, for starting us on the right track. Thank you. The scriptures selected today are two. The first is from James, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. The second scripture is taken from the book of Psalms, Psalm 50, verse 15. And call on me in the day of trouble. I will rescue you, and you will honor me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for always being our refuge and our strength. Forgive us when we come to you, second, third, or sometimes as a last resort. In our flesh, we try to solve our problems by ourselves instead of going to you first. We don't realize that when we seek you first, you provide us with guidance for every step of the way. As we navigate the many difficult paths, of this life, Lord, we also often forget to thank you for being with us and for lighting our way. Please forgive us in our weakness when we fail to give you gratitude for watching over us, for strengthening and inspiring us through your Holy Spirit in every trial and circumstance. And regardless of the outcome of our situations, help us to give you, Lord, the glory as the only one in charge of our lives. It is only through you that we are victorious because we put you first in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Now let us listen to a prayer, a praise and worship song. It will be followed by the altar prayer which Sister Helena will offer today.
like to read from Psalms 1, verse 1 to 4, before I pray. It says, I'm reading from the NIV version. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. Ends of the earth, I call you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Precious Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we have a place to come every week to share our faith, our love for each other, our love for you most of all. And we lift you up today and praise your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for giving us this place, for indeed it is, as the song said, a place where we come to pray, a place that we can come to cry, and we continue to love one another. And we just ask that you teach us to love one another as you love the church. We thank you today for every caller that is called in and taken the time to spend with us those that regularly attend, and any new member um, that may be on the line, Father, we just pray that you bless each and every one by your Holy Spirit, that your angels will just minister in each and every individual place wherever anyone is listening, Father. We just ask that you would touch each and every one. You know each heart. You know each burden. You know each prayer request, Father. And we ask that you would just listen to hear our cry, Father. We pray today and lift up American missionaries, Lord, all around the world. But they need your protection, Father. I know there are so many places that don't or want to allow your gospel to be preached. Sometimes missionaries end up in prisons because of that. I also know because of my missionary friend in Juarez, Mexico, that oftentimes missionaries from America tend to be thought of as being rich and having money. They are kidnapped at times. Um, He told me about a friend of his whose child was Um, kidnapped by the cartels, held for ransom, and when it wasn't able to be raised, they killed that child. The second child was kidnapped a few years later, but released. And then the father, who was a great preacher in the city of Juarez, he was shot by the cartels while driving down the freeway. So, Lord, we know that your missionaries are in danger all over the world. And even in America, they're becoming not as welcome as they used to be. So we ask that you place your hedge of protection around each and every one of them. Give them the strength every day, the wisdom, how to approach each child, each church, wherever they are however you have sent them to do whatever it is they do, Father God. We just pray that you would be with them. 
and bring them home safely when it's time for them to come home. Lord, we pray for our nation today, and we just thank you, Lord, for continuing to keep us together despite everything that's going on around us, Lord. We just thank you that we still live in a country where we can praise you openly and we can go to our churches with four walls. We can go to a church such as this one, Lord, that is without walls. And you still hear and answer our prayers. For you know, you know the hearts of every child, Father God. And as I was praying today, you reminded me of what a pastor of mine once said, that we tend to sometimes think we have to be in a church with walls. And we do. But at the same time, we call it a church, yet it really truly is just a building that when truly, according to your word, we as individuals are the church. And as he said, the church is the church wherever it goes. And we are here, Lord, scattered all around, everyone in their individual place, wherever they are listening in from. Lord, we are your church. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to listen. Help us to be obedient to your call. We just pray that the Holy Spirit would just descend on us this year in a mighty way like we've never experienced him before. I pray again, Father, for I'm believing this year to be a year of breakthrough, a year of healing, of bodies, of minds, of spirits. And Lord, you placed in my heart that, Father, we need to start praying as our church grows. Refuge from the storm, church, Father, is dedicated to you and to TIs around the world and others that are hurting from any kind and every kind of abuse. Father, we just pray that you would raise this church up to be a beacon around the world where all who come will feel comfortable, feel welcome, feel loved, feel your presence, Father God. And we just ask you, Lord, to anoint today's message. We ask that you move mightily through Minister Juanita with the message you've implanted within her spirit, Father that you will anoint our ears to listen, to hear what it is you want us to learn from this message and to take it with us after our service is over, Father, and throughout the week and remind us of all the messages we've heard through every minister that has preached as we need it, Father God. But sometimes we do get discouraged and we need something to hold on to. Remind us, Father. Remind us of a word. Remind us of a song. Remind us of something that may have been said or a conversation we've had with each other, Father. We just pray that you would continue to lift us up this year, Lord, as we look to you for beginnings like never before, of miracles to take place 
such as have not been um, made in years gone by, Father God. Forgive us when we're not who we are, who we should be, who we want to be before you, Father God. We pray for every T.I., Father, that you would give strength physically, emotionally, spiritually, Father. Every day, we just pray that your Holy Spirit will just minister to each and every one. That you will, as the song I was listening to said, build a fence and be a fence around each and every one of us, Lord. Protect your children, we pray, for all from all harm and hurt. Father, protect us from those that are hurting us and protect those who are hurting us, Lord. Help them, Father, draw them to you. Help us as we go about our week in our daily walk with you, Lord, to be an example before them. It's something we may say, a prayer that we may pray out loud, Father. Your word, Father, is... I always read your word out loud so that they can hear it as well. Father, we just pray that this year will be a year of testimonies, not just from our callers that regularly or new callers that come call in, but, Father, for those that are hurting us, Father, that will have turned their hearts to you. We pray that you soften their hearts each and every day that you minister to them even as they sleep. And we just thank you and praise you for what you're about to do, what you've already done. Help us this year to grow in you even further and deeper in love with you, Father God. And we thank you for the answers in advance. In your precious name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Thank Amen. you, Sister Holly, for your passionate prayer. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in the targeted community in that we have financial needs in order to accomplish our goals. Please help us to continue ministering to the targeted community. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make a contribution, you have several options. You can go to our website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Middleton by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com, or contact Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, by email at refugefromstorm at aol.com. Thank you so much. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song in preparation for the preach word, which will be delivered today by Minister Juanita Purdy.
Amen, amen, amen. Greetings to everyone who are gathered here in fellowship today. It is such a blessing to fellowship with other saints and share our faith and share the beauty of being a child of God, the power of being a child of God, the love of God with each other. So it's such a it's such an honor and it's such a privilege. And I extend thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know Pastor Millicent extends a thank you to you as well. And as I am extending a thank you to each of you for being here, I am extending a thank you to Pastor Millicent because she has enabled us to be able to do this. And we don't take it lightly and we don't take it for granted. So um, let us keep her encouraged and encourage whatever we can do for um, the glory of God to be revealed through refuge from the storm. Conference call church. I mean, that's a real honor. And it honors him above all things. And so we, I know from my heart, I'm thankful to him because he has made this possible. He has empowered this to happen through Pastor Millicent. And so we give him all the praise because he's worthy. I praise him for an opportunity to even be a mouthpiece for him. I don't take this lightly. And anytime we, we're speaking the word of God, it's a wonderful thing. It's an empowering thing. And so I just want to encourage you, do it more and more and more. This, this month, we are laying the foundation for being passionate toward being a child of God. That's a, it, it is a privilege. It's a wonderful thing. God did not throw us away when sin entered into the, the, the human state. He gave us an out, and now we are able to, through Jesus Christ, to commune with him. That song is called The Worshiper's Prayer. And so um, it's by uh, Judith McAllister, I believe. Um, but in any case, I know that um, Sister Gloria will have it listed in the newsletter. So thank you to each of you for your respective places. And I say, um, you know, for this message today, I'm, I'm sitting here and I just, if you hear noise in the background, excuse it, I'm in route home, haven't made it there yet, but God is good. I will be there shortly, but um, I am at a rest stop, and so you may hear noise in the background. It's okay. God is good. I say, God, look at you. You are so awesome. 
I just bless the Lord because, you know, he sent um, Sister Carolyn, Elder Carolyn, in her prayer. He sent her before this message because I'm thinking, God, you know, if you tell me to say it, you give it to me, you know, I'm going to be obedient. You know me, God. So, you know, if you say do it, I'm going to do it. I mean, that's just kind of the bottom line. No, I don't, no bones about it. But, you know, whenever you have some, some messages that can be challenging, that can be hard, even as, you know, I'm, I'm, God is speaking to me, I have to examine myself first. I have to examine myself as he's speaking to me about these things. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this area, God help me. I'm working on it. I, I'm going to make sure that I put that on my to-do list. So I thank him for already preparing you for this message. And I thank him for opening your heart. He's already sent um, the, the, the prayer before through the words in the prayer of Sister Carolyn. So now all we need to do is just remain open. Let go everything. Let go everything. Put it out of your mind. And just let the word saturate because God, I he's already said he's, he's bringing about some deliverances and some breakthroughs. And in order to do that, he has to take us to another place. He's, he's got to get us out of the place that some of us are in, in order to receive those breakthroughs. And so as we see the word in our hearts, in the conditions, in our atmosphere, then we can start receiving and walking in the breakthroughs that he has for us. I am going to be coming from Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, the 18th through the 21st verse. And it reads, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland and give drink to my people, my chosen the people I form for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. The title of this message is A Heart of Worship. A Heart of Worship. Father God, oh God, I thank you. We love you, God. We love you. That's the first thing we want to say to you. And we want to express our love for you, our appreciation of you, our honor to you, because you are so worthy. You're so worthy. God, help us to take our minds off of the situations, the conditions, the issues, the problems, the concerns. And let us focus our heart on you, God, on you, standing ready 
being prepared in whatever direction you want us or need us to go, what you need us to say, what you need us to do, God, we open ourselves to receive your direction, your marching orders. We open ourselves to receive, Father God, your word, your wisdom. Oh God, I pray today, Father God, that as the word is sown, Lord, that it falls on good soil and it produce the maximum of harvest, 100-fold. 100, uh, God, right now we come against the enemy in the name of Jesus and we break the power that he tries to use to, to cause us to be concerned with the cares of the world. The devil is a liar. Father God, we are at your feet today. We're at your feet this evening. God, we are at your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You said that's the greater thing. And we thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Let your word speak for itself. In the name of Jesus, we come against every uh, strategy, manipulation of the devil. It's broken down by the power in the name of Jesus Christ. The enemy will not win. The enemy will not have victory over us, your children, who represent your kingdom. We thank you, God. Lord, right now, I thank you for putting a wall of protection around those who, who the enemy tries to send pain rays and, and different types of, uh, uh, of the manipulations. Lord, right now, we cut it down in the name of Jesus. I thank you for fortifying their bodies and fortifying them all around, God. Dispatch your angels in the name of Jesus so that when the word go forth, Father God, there will not be any distractions in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that your angels right now arrest the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Bring it under submission. Bring it into submission of the name of Jesus Christ in the order of your kingdom. We thank you, God. We praise you. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. We bless the Lord today. Okay, so we started off with that scripture. Um, and, and I, this is, of course, um, coming from Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. I encourage you to go back. I always encourage you to go back, read the chapter, read the chapter before it, read the chapter after it, um, and meditate on it and ask the Lord to continue to build on your knowledge, your learning, and your understanding of it. So as we examine today's scripture, we want to keep in mind the backdrop of Israel's journey 
from slavery to the promised land to the building and the establishing of a nation. Keep in mind that they don't have hundreds of years within the schemes of humanity as other organized nations had, yet God did great excerpts on their behalf. We're thinking about Egypt. Egypt had been around, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of years. We, we can even say thousands. But in any case, they were an organized, established nation. So here you have the Israelites that had grown, had, you know, reproduced, became fruitful, quite a few of them, but yet, you know, they weren't an organized nation. So when they came up out of Israel, um, you know, it, it wasn't like, you know, they, they had had lots of training and, you know, they knew how to, you know, organize and you know, everything was just great. I mean, a, a, it wasn't like that. So here, when they go into the promised land under the, the direction of Joshua, who was a commander, um, in, of course, over the Israelites and a leader over the Israelites, still his knowledge came from the Lord. All of it had to come from the Lord because he was just one of the many coming out of that state of slavery. So he did not have that organized training. But God doesn't need us to have a whole lot of organized training because sometimes those things will get in the way. And it tends to puff us up and have us relying on the organized training, training instead of the presence of God. So God doesn't need all that. Now, if you have that, that's a good thing. But you give it to the Lord and let the Lord lead you in using it. So, of course, um, we need to understand this. When they dominated after they got into the promised land, it was under godly leadership and advisors. So when God allowed the nations to come against Israel, it was because of their lack of obedience to the things of God. As long as they were in the right position, God had his, I mean, he had heaven resources working for them. But the minute they got out of position and start to become disobedient and do their own thing, man, they had, it was a hard lesson. So, of course, if they're not strong and confident in the Lord, they were going to be terrified when, when they saw those formidable foes, the the, the Babylonians coming against them and, and, and um, Egypt coming against them and all the, the ones that the Philistine, when the Philistine came against them, these were formidable foes because they didn't have a whole lot of organized training. So, and not only did they not have a whole lot of organized training, here they have wandered from under the mighty hand and protection of God. 
So now we got these formidable foes coming after their, they got these foes coming after them. And they literally, I mean, it, 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 and I'm saying this is, this is to be, I, I understand. I can understand how if you got a formidable foe and you don't know where your help coming from, how that can be terrifying. That can be terrifying for anybody. But we see this in the Bible as we read and we study the children of Israel. But we cannot, we cannot read and study this in a vacuum. We have to examine everything around us, including our life, to make sure that these things are for our teaching, our reproof, for our correction. So we have to make sure that we are covering all the basis and the things that we should be doing to honor the Lord. So I say that to say this in comparison to the heart of David. Now, David wasn't perfect. King David wasn't perfect by any means. By any means. We, we've seen that it was exposed. God exposed that too. <laughs> but at the same time, God acknowledged where his heart was. His heart. He was passionate. He loved and adored God, and it was so evident in his praise and his worship and seeking God. Seeking God, whenever something happened to him, it wasn't that he just decided, oh, okay, this is the way we need to handle it. No, he sought God. What do I do? How do I handle this? Moses was the same way. Nonetheless, we go back to the scriptures. They are encouraged in the in Isaiah 43 to remember the miracles that, that they had seen God do in the past. Now, they were encouraged to remember the miracles. And there's a reason for that, especially if you're facing a formidable foe. It is to build your faith. They were to use that as a reference point because what happens is, and I, I, I speak to you because as targeted individuals, when you come against a situation, the first thing your brain is going to do is backtrack in that neural pathway to a point where usually it's a place of fear, frustration, uh, intimidation, or trauma. That's the first thing, especially if it is something that is repeated and you haven't really seen or witnessed or became confident in God's ability to handle the situation. 
So it will cause you to backtrack to that state of fear and frustration. And so God in the scriptures is reminding them, and this is a little bit before you, that's why I say go back and read it. I can't read the whole passage, but he's reminding them in the first part of the chapter to remember the miracles. Here's the thing. We have to be careful that as we remember the miracles, we don't want to put God in a box. What he, when he is saying, remember the miracles, he is saying, remember how I protected you. Remember how I delivered you. Remember how I covered you. He's reminding them that they belong to him. He created us. I'm saying this to, to us. God created us. We are not just an incident of time and chance or our mother and father fertilization efforts. We are very important. Our very nature is imparted with God's presence, whether or not we realize or recognize that. Before we left the storehouse of heaven to start our earthly journey, God imparted his presence in us. And we are made in his image according to Genesis 1 and 27. Well, he is reminding us of that in Isaiah, the 43rd chapter in the second verse. But it's throughout the Bible. So we know that there are going to be trials. We know we're going to have trials. That was uh, a, a scripture that was just read um, by uh, Elder Carroll. There is no doubt about it. We will have to walk on troubled waters, navigate in stormy conditions, go through the fire. But in God, these things will not prevail against us or cause us any harm. Because God is our defender, and we are sure that these situations will not have any negative or destructive impact in our lives. Isaiah, Isaiah 43.4, God tells us that we are precious. He tells us that we're precious and we're honored in his sight. He expresses his love for us. So when these various things happen, we need to keep that in the forefront and the tail end of our minds. We need to cover our minds with it. So our focus is on the Lord and his mighty ability to carry us through any situation. Now, in the backdrop of Isaiah 43, 
They're in exile. And of course, the Babylonians have overtaken them. The Babylonians are a powerful and a very cruel nations, nation, killing, beating, pillaging, stealing all their possessions. But in the midst of this, Isaiah is telling them, use your frame of reference. Use your frame of reference, but know that God is doing a new thing. Now, when he's telling them to use your frame of reference, it is to remember that God is a God of miracles. Not putting him in the box that he's going to deliver you the way you think he's going to deliver you. It is being open to what God wants to do and how he wants to do it. We have to remember, as it is written in Jeremiah, is anything too hard for God? Our frame of reference is God is a God of miracles. He can do anything. It doesn't matter about if or when. It's a, it's, it's a simple fact. He can do anything. So when we look at and remind it that remember the miracles, that frame of reference is about knowing that we can expect great things from God. It's not about saying that he's going to act in a certain way or do things a certain way. It is about knowing that we can expect great things from God. So we think about this because we want our miracles to align. God is going to align everything about us with our purpose, his word, and his dominion on the, in this earth. So think about this. Whenever they were in the Red Sea, of course, God parted the waters. He parted the waters. But you think about what happened with Peter. He told him to walk on it. Say it's miracles about getting getting to where God needs us to be. But he used two totally different techniques in that. So I want us to, and I'm going to bring this home in this particular example. Okay, so as I was talking about Moses, God, and remember, God is the God of miracles. He told Moses when they did not have any rocks. So here's the condition. They did not have any water. And they were just whining and complaining. But here, Moses, okay, and we don't think of this group effort. 
Think of it on the individual level. Think of it as yourself. Think of it as the people that may be in your family or people that you have to deal with or whatever. They came to Moses and they were complaining. And the first thing Moses did was when he sought the Lord. When situations come before us, especially us who are the children of God, especially when we are referring to targets coming to us, the first thing we need to do is consult God. The first thing that we need to be about is saying, God, what's the message? that I need to give to this individual because you see the hurt, you see the pain, you see what's going on, you know more than I do. You're sitting high. So you know what is operating and what is happening in her life or his life. You know a lot more than I do. So I'm asking you for direction so that I may be able to minister to her, him effectively. So Moses went to God when they started complaining about the water. And he, God told him, and this is Exodus, the 17th chapter, God said, Moses, Strike the rock. Strike the rock. They were in the desert of sin at that time. Of course, they're going through their testing. They're going through the transformation. God said to Moses, after he asked God, okay, what am I going to do with these people? You see how they're, what they're doing, how they're acting, blah, blah, blah. We know, you know, how it, how it goes. Well, he said, strike the rock. Moses went, he struck the rock, kind of was angry about it, you know, like tired of dealing, y'all. Go back and read the story. You can feel how he's feeling right about now. But he strikes the rock and the water gush out. It closes their mouths for the time. Okay. Now that is one miracle. Hey, God, we're seeing God do another miracle here. And so, of course, that wasn't the end of it. So we go further down. And this is one of those situations that we have to always be mindful of, especially. That's why we have to have that heart of a worship. And when, I'm going to explain what that is in a minute. But I'm just encouraging us that we have to um, be absolutely mindful to hear God's voice. He said his sheep hear his voice. I think that was also said. Um, so we want to be absolutely mindful. And then when he hears his, uh, we hear his voice, we're obedient to it. So we come around because they're, they're going around in circles in the desert. They're just going around. And so they come to the desert of Zen, having the same problem as before. There is absolutely no water. And of course, Moses and Aaron are irritated. However, 
Moses always do this. And that's where we have to get. We have to get not responding to the targeting out of our flesh. We have to get to the point of asking God, God, you see this? You know what's going on. You know more about what's going on than I do. So how do I handle this? Because you've already said that we have victory. No weapon formed against us will prosper. I'm not about to give up my inheritance. That's what you said. It was our inheritance. So no weapon. What, how do I handle this particular situation? And so I bless the Lord because he has a ready answer for us. So Moses consults God and he, it says in Numbers, the 20th chapter, the 11th verse. Now, the first time this happened, it's in Exodus, the 17th chapter, the 6th verse. The second time it happens, it's in Numbers, the 20th chapter, the 11th verse. And this time they're in the desert of Zen. And Moses does the same thing. They don't have water. He goes and he asks God because he knows that God is the God of miracles. That reference is solidified in his neural pathway. That's what we want to happen. We want to happen. We want to happen in our brains, in our neural pathway, that God is a God of miracles. We don't put any butts behind it. That is the end of the story. Exclamation point. God is the God of miracles. We don't have to say, but if he don't, no, no, we let him choose that. We have our reference point from the front of frontal lobe into the back uh, of our heads, our brains, that God is a God of miracles. End of this story. So we leave God, we leave the miracles to him. So Moses did that. And God said to Moses, Moses, speak to the rock. Speak. He said, in the presence of the people, speak to the rock. Moses, when he got in the presence of the people, he became angry. And he, um, he said, I don't know how long I have to put up with you stiff-necked people in, in our modern-day terms. Now, we know that this was back in the biblical days, so it, it's been translated in our modern-day terms, okay? So, and then he took his rod and he struck the rock. That's not what God told him to do. God told him to speak to it. See, we have to understand that God was elevated. He had already elevated Moses to that position of being able to speak to those conditions, speak to those situations, and they will be moved. Speak to the mountains, and they will be moved. Moses struck it. And God said to him, 
you dishonored me because I told you to speak to the rock. And because you did not speak to the rock, you will not be able to take the people into the promised land. God has his methods. And whatever way he wants to do it, we have to stand ready to move in the direction that he leads us. Do what he tells us to do. But first, we have to empty ourselves, which means that we have to empty our ideas of how he's going to do it and fully open our heart. That's the worship. Fully open our heart and minds to the desire of God for our lives. We don't want to fall short or miss any blessings. We don't want to fall short or miss anything that God has in store for us. That blessing, that miracle could be your healing. It could be your deliverance. It could be your prosperity. It could be your dominion. It could be your peace. It could be your relationship. It could be your uh, provision. Whatever it is, it's limitless when it comes to God being able to change it, to rectify it, to correct it, to remove it, or deliver you from it, or pour it into it, whatever way he wants to do it. But our hearts have to be open to him. That is the true spiritual connection that he is asking us to be. Why is that important? It's important because we are his witnesses. Moses was the witness. He was the witness of God's ability to do miracles. We are God's witness. We're the witness of his presence on this earth. In this situation, we're the witness of his provision in this situation. And we're the witness of his power in this situation. And so it's so important, so important. And it may not be comfortable, but that's okay. It's important though. It's important that our heart of worship, our heart to do it God's way is of utmost importance. And so as I get ready to close here, I want us to really, really, we gotta, we gotta, one of the things that Sister Carolyn said is God forgive us 
when we fall short of it. She acknowledged that it's hard, and I can tell you, it is hard. It's hard. But that's what the Holy Ghost is for. Holy Ghost is able to help us in our desire to fully turn it over to God. You know, one of the things I do know God is, he has spoken to me and he has said, prevail in power. He has said, breakthrough. So, in order to do that, it's got to elevate us beyond this natural mind of ours. He's got to elevate us beyond the natural state. To that place where we are allowing his supernatural performance to move in us and through us. One of the things that have happened in the midst of all of this People have lost a sense of purpose, direction. They've lost a sense of security, protection. And God is ready to restore that. So in him restoring this, We got to open ourselves up. Let me tell you what the Holy Ghost referred that to. It's referred to in order for, and maybe he used this because as I, he was giving me this message, um, I was with my, my son and his wife who just had a new baby. But nonetheless, he said that the restoration is like fertilizing an egg. In order for an egg to be fertilized, the woman has to open up and allow the man to penetrate. We got to open up and allow the Holy Ghost to penetrate. So that he can fertilize the life of the spirit that we represent in us. So that we can operate in those breakthroughs. So we can operate in that prevailing power. So I just want to encourage you. Open yourself up. Turn your heart over to God and everything. Turn your talents over to it. 
and let him revitalize every part of you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Juanita, for your powerful preach word. And we thank our Heavenly Father through the Holy Spirit for giving you the words to impart the message that that God is the God of miracles when we put him first. Amen. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song celebrating that beautiful message. And Minister Juanita, after it, will return with the invitation to discipleship. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come. Just to bring something that's a word that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search my sleep of
Amen. We need to be ever so reminded that God is a God of miracles. He wants us to come to him. He wants us to cast our cares on him. And he promised that he would give us rest. That's for everyone who acknowledge him. Jesus loves us. He loves us. And he is ready to heal us. He is ready to help us extend his, his resources, everything. He is ready to extend his service to us. But we have to open ourselves to him. We have to be ready. We have to give ourselves to him fully. So if you haven't done the first step, which is confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's the first step. And we're here to help you with that. We need you, all of us, we have to constantly repent, knowing that it's not by our righteousness. So we can't save ourselves is through Jesus Christ who died for us. So we repent of our sins and we acknowledge Jesus and that he died for us and he rose again. And then we open our heart and we invite him in to be our Lord and Savior. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer of salvation. Dear God, I know I can't save myself. I thank you for saving me. And I know I'm not where I want to be, not where I need to be, but I do know that you have forgiven me. I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross and you paid the price for my sins. Thank you that you washed me clean of all sin, guilt, and shame. And I thank you for coming into my life to be my Lord and Savior. We ask these things in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus. If you prayed that prayer, we want to encourage you to Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church, in addition to a Bible-based church in your community, you have that connection, and start reading the Bible diligently. And if you email us at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org, we can help you pray for you, pray with you, give you suggestions on how to start your journey or 
increase the journey through the Bible, and we encourage you to become a member and become active in Refuge from the Storm Church. Amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Juanita. Now let us listen to a closing praise and worship song in preparation for the final remarks and benediction, which Pastor Reverend Nelson Black will deliver. I want to encourage somebody, no matter what you're going through right now, you need to understand that worship is a choice and never a feeling. I choose to worship. I 
know that he's healing me. That's why I choose to worship. Yeah, yeah. Lord, I know that you're healing me. Yeah. I'm going to worship you. Oh, yeah. Come on, just say that with me right now. Come on, we're in your living room, in the kitchen. Come on, I know you're going through some stuff, but just begin to declare it right now. Speak over your situation. Speak over your own life. And just declare it. I know that he's healing me. I don't know what the doctor said. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm telling you right now, I know that God will heal a worshiper. you got to slip up those hands and tell him, God, I know that you're healing me. Yeah. Lord, I'm going to worship right in the midst of myself. Yes, I am. I'm gonna give you the fruit of my lips. Gonna give you glory, yes, I am. Oh, yeah. Come on, just make this declaration with me right now. Just say, I'm gonna worship. Lord, I want you to know that no matter what I'm going through in life, God, I made a commitment to you that I will bless you at all times. And God, your praises shall continually be in my mouth. Lord, I situation and just make this declaration right now that I'm going to worship you. I'm going to give you the glory, Lord, right in the midst of my situation. I'm going to worship you. God, I'm going to worship you in spirit and in truth. Yes, I am. Amen. Amen. Reverend Nelson will be with us shortly. Please stay on the line. I'll worship first.
Can you all hear me now? Yes. Yes. I've had a tremendous amount of distractions since service started. That's the lay of the adversary. God bless you, Minister Juanita, for such a tremendous message. Indeed, it is challenging to us to give ourselves completely to God. Our gifts, our talents, the gifts are his. The talents are his. It's just giving back to him what belongs to him. He certainly knew how he wanted to use us before we were formed in our mother's womb, and it's definitely an honor that he wants to use us in his plan and what he's doing in this hour. I want to reiterate what um, I was on a different phone, and that phone is messing up, messing with me anyway. Um, But I want to reiterate what Gloria said this uh, as the service began about our services, want to invite you and you and you to join us on Wednesday morning at 6.30 a.m. for our morning early morning prayer meeting on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time is our Bible study. And on Saturday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, again, is our regular church service. It's been a delight that you would join us this day. We pray that you have made a decision during the service to uh, not just join us for the services as a visitor, but also to become a member of Refuge from the Storm Church. It's important to us to be able to offer uh, a spiritual community for those of us who are considered targeted, who have been shut out from the four-wall church or who by intimidation feel discomfort, the discomfort of being in a regular church service due to the many different tricks that we have to endure. So I pray that you'll find it in your heart to at least join us for the services. Know that you're welcome, that we want you here. God did not intend for you to be an orphan, nor has he intended for you to have to be a foster child. God has a home for you to come to, and Refuge from the Storm Church is one of those homes. So know that you're welcome here with us. After the benediction, we are going to um, be around to pray with you about any of your prayer concerns. And at that time, um, the service recording will be stopped and we will then open the floor for persons who want prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so very much for all of the many ways, God, that you have chosen to bless us through this church service today. Thank you, Father, for the challenges, oh God, of daring to trust you with us, oh God, of throwing ourselves, oh God, on your mercy, knowing that you will not use us up. You will not abuse us, God. We thank you that your promise to us is that your plans for us are for good and not for evil, 
to give us a future and a hope. Lord, we pray your blessings on Minister Juanita. We ask that you would keep her safe as she continue in her travels to make her get to her destination. Oh, God, speedily and with ease, oh, God. Thank you for the angels that have ministered to her as she's traveled this far. Now, God, we pray that you will allow them to continue to minister to her as she goes on on her journey. God, we plead the blood of Jesus over her, over her vehicle, on everyone else who is on the road, that they may all arrive at their destination safely. We pray, God, for each person that is on this call this afternoon. Lord, praying that whatever their needs are, you will meet them. Let them know, oh God, how much you care for them. Let them know, oh God, that you never intended that they would be wilderness wanderers without your presence, without your power, and without your provision. We give you thanks and praise now for who you are, oh God. We give you our love. We give you our praise. We give you our worship in Jesus' name. Now may the God of peace who raised Christ from the dead Strengthen your inner being for every good work, and may the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and dwell within you this day and evermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.